Hello and welcome back to Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview, lesson number 30. If you were looking at the outline, we will be at the bottom of page one, point one, right near the bottom. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. Old Testament Overview, Lesson Number 30. Point 1. War will always be with us, i.e., at least until the Lord returns at His second advent. And that's from Matthew 24, verse 6, and Mark 13, verse 7, as well as Luke chapter 21, verse 9. Point two, there will never be world peace prior to the Lord's return. Point three, individual nations can, however, stay out of war if they elect to maintain a dominant military and a will to use it. Point four, when a nation goes to war, it is because the nation failed to follow the protocol plan of God by maintaining such a military and or by refusing its timely use. Point five, nations are God's way. He made this clear at the Tower of Babel. Point six, it is Satan who wants to weaken the nations from Isaiah 14, verse 12. Point seven, internationalism, like the UN, and other global forces are evil and a tool of Satan. Point eight, man has reacted emotionally to war because of an apotheosis of life. Life is glorified, death is feared. This fear is sponsored by Satan, from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Point 9. Mankind overlooks that God provides opportunity for salvation to all. Titus 2.11, John chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, and Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 32. Point 10. Death is again to a believer... Suicide is arrogance and assumes God does not any longer have a plan for poor little me. Suicide, like murder, violates the principle, if you are living, God has a purpose for your life. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. 11. The word of God does not prohibit killing. In fact, it authorizes killing as in capital punishment, self-defense, war, and protection of private property. Point 12. It is God's will that we never have war. James chapter 4 verses 1 through 3. Point 13. It is God's will that every nation be so strong militarily that other nations are afraid to attack. Point 14. 
Satan has at times been successful in convincing the U.S. to reduce its military and to even seek international ties and treaties, rather. The results have been war. Point 15. The successful wars of David brought peace to the land, permitting Solomon to build the temple. 1 Kings chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. Point 16. Civil wars between the northern and southern kingdoms were commonplace, beginning with their first kings. 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 15. Point 17. Wars are sometimes a curse to kings who do not rely on the Lord for victory. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 7 through 9. Point 18. During the millennium, war will be abolished. Therefore, we know war is not of God. For in perfect environment, there is no war. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4, Psalms 46, 9, and Micah 4, 3. Point 19. Two scriptures are often misinterpreted as prohibiting war. Matthew 26, verse 52. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Romans chapter 13, verse 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Point 20. These verses both speak about using violence and rebellion against constituted authority. Point 21. The military and our judiciary system are the principal protectors of the four divine institutions established to provide peace, prosperity, and stability. Point 22, as noted, one-worldism as a concept was first established at Babel. It should also be noted that the boundaries of the nations have been established for the needs of Israel. Nations are needed today for the protection of Israel. 22.1, the gathering of Israel into one land before the Lord's regathering is a satanic trap. A client nation, recall, will protect the Jews living within their borders and develop pro-Semitic policies. 22.2. When a nation has a coterie of positive believers who are positive to the word, God will protect that nation. Recall the characteristics of a client nation. Internal evangelism external evangelism, freedom to teach the word, establishment principles based on God's word, freedom to accept or reject that word, religious freedom for all, pro-Semitic policy. Point 23. Let's look at a case study of military preparedness and how God used the military to protect his priest nation, Israel. 23.1. 
a major portion of the citizenry of the southern kingdom, Judah, had just returned from an exile to Babylon. 23.2. The year is circa 443 B.C. 23.3. Nehemiah had received authorization from Artaxerxes to return to the land and rebuild the city with its walls. 23.4. Earlier, in circa 536 B.C., Zerubbabel had led approximately 50,000 Jews back to the land where they rebuilt what became known as Nehemiah's temple. The work was completed in circa 516 B.C. 5. In the ancient world, it was imperative for every major city to have a defensive system. Usually, such a system centered around a defensive wall. 6. Nehemiah records the events surrounding the reconstruction of a new defense system. Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed the city and Solomon's temple in B.C. 586. 7. There was significant opposition to a Jewish presence in the land. Haggai, Zechariah, Nehemiah, and Ezra recorded the opposition. For example, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7. Bowen Sanballat, a Samaritan king, Tobiah, a Persian satrap, and the Arabs, a king of Saudi Arabia, the Ammonites, a king of Jordan, and the men of Ashdod, a Philistine king, heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed. They were very angry. Point eight. Israel responded to the opposition by wisely developing a military force. 23.9. They first prayed to God, and then they set guards on the walls. The watch system was designed to provide early warning of a pending attack. Nehemiah, chapter 4, verse 9. But because of the opposition, Israel offered a prayer to God, and they set a watch against their enemies. The watch continued both day and night. 23.10. Additionally, Nehemiah restored the function of the priesthood in order to provide doctrine to the newly returned citizens. This is especially important when citizens are asked to become soldiers. Point one one. Nehemiah, in effect, formed an army of citizen soldiers. Every adult male was expected to serve either on active duty or in the reserve. Point one two. The Jews of Jerusalem were prepared militarily, even over the objections of many pacifists, who seemed to think military preparedness might offend the enemy and cause their adversaries to attack. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 12. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, 
For all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. 23.13 Israel's adversaries knew the value of the wall and therefore wanted to attack before the completion of the city's defenses. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 8 They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. 23.14 Nehemiah responded by placing armed bands of citizen soldiers behind the broken places in the wall. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 13 Therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. 23.15 Nehemiah encouraged his newly formed militias much as did the priest during the time of Moses. Compare Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 with Numbers chapter 14 verse 9 and Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 29 and 30. And they are as follows. Nehemiah 4.14 And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Numbers chapter 14 verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. And then Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 29 and 30. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord, your God, who is going before you, will fight for you, as he did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes. 23.16 Notice the crisis passed without need for fighting. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 15. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to naught that we returned all of us to the wall. Every one unto his work. Point 24. When Jehovah... Jesus Christ, led the nation of Israel out of Egypt, he told them at the Red Sea to watch him fight for them. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Point 25. God told Moses to take Israel around the land of the Philistine because they had not as yet been trained in war. Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people 
repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. Point 26. God left certain Gentile nations in the promised land so that Israel could be tested and learn war. There was a generation who had wandered in the wilderness and had never had the privilege of killing the enemy in battle. Judges chapter 3 verse 1. Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. Only that the generations of the children of Israel might know, to teach them war, at the least such as before knew nothing thereof. Point 27. Jesus taught David the art and skill of war. Psalms chapter 18 verse 34. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Point 28. Jesus said a wise king seeks advice from his military before going to war. Luke chapter 14 verse 31. Or what king going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand. Point 29. God mandated military service for all males twenty years of age except for those with new homes, new businesses, new wives, and cowards. Numbers, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Take ye the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel, after their families, by the house of their fathers, with the number of their names, every male by their poles, from twenty years old and upward, all that are able to go forth to war in Israel. Thou and Aaron shall number them by their armies. Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 5. When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war. Neither shall he be charged with any business. But he shall be free at home one year, and shall cheer up his wife which he hath taken. Deuteronomy chapter 20. Verses 5 through 8. The officer shall say to the army, Has anyone built a new house and not dedicated it? Let him go home, or he may die in battle, and someone else may dedicate it. Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let them go home, or he may die in battle and someone else enjoy it. Has anyone become pledged to a woman and not married her? Let him go home, or he may die in battle and someone else marry her. Then the officers shall add, Is any man afraid or faint-hearted? Let him go home, so that his brothers will not become disheartened too. Point 30. The effectiveness of a soldier is determined by his love for the Lord. Joshua, chapter 23, verse 10 and 11.
One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you, as he hath promised you. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves, that ye love the Lord your God. Point 31. God uses the military of various nations to discipline reversionistic nations. Assyria destroyed Israel, and Babylon destroyed Judah. Point 32. Israel's choices of false gods brought the discipline of war. Judges chapter 5 verse 8. They chose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? Point 33. War is cruel. Losing a war is especially cruel. Zedekiah, as king of Judah, after being defeated by Babylon, saw his sons killed, and then the Babylonians put out his eyes, after which he was led to Chaldea as a prisoner. Jeremiah chapter 52, verse 4 through 13. So in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. They camped outside the city and built siege works all around it. The city was kept under siege until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine in the city had become so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. Then the city wall was broken through, and the whole army fled. They left the city at night through the gate between the two walls near the king's garden. Though the Babylonians were surrounding the city, they fled toward the Arabah. But the Babylonian army pursued King Zedekiah and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All his soldiers were separated from him and scattered, and he was captured. He was taken to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, where he pronounced sentence on him. There at Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He also killed all the officials of Judah. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon, where he put him in prison till the day of his death. On the tenth day of the fifth month, in the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, who served the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem. He set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down. 33.1. Women suffer greatly during war. Isaiah, 
Chapter 3, verse 24 to 26. And it shall come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink, and instead of a girdle, a rent, and instead of well-set hair, baldness, and instead of a stomacher, a girding of sackcloth, and burning instead of beauty. The men shall fall by the sword, and the mighty in the war, and her gates shall lament and mourn, and she being desolate shall sit upon the ground. Point 34. Warfare demands stability and courage. For this reason, the priest spoke to the troops before they went into battle. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 5. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses, and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. And the officers shall speak unto the people, saying, What man is there that hath built a new house, and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle, and another man dedicate it. And that's the end of the Old Testament overview lesson number 30. A good one. Thank you for spending your time here with us today. Remember to go up to westbankbiblechurch.com. Take a look around there. Lots and lots of information, doctrinal studies, and more there. I talk with Pastor Merritt essentially every single day, and he enjoys listening as much or more than anybody out there, which is Fascinating to me how much he loves the word because he put all this together and I'm really just nothing more than West Bank Bible Church's version of Audible, but I'm trying. Today is the 23rd of December with tomorrow being Christmas Eve. Pastor Merritt, I'm sure you'll be hearing this just here very shortly after I put it up and maybe we could come up with a Christmas special for tomorrow. In closing, if there's anyone out there that doesn't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long. <laughs>